Week one is here and there's a lot to cover, but rest assured you're in the right place. All the preseason games are over and we now have every team's final rosters. And based on this information, there's some guys who are clearly benefiting the most. These 12 players are skyrocketing up my fantasy rankings and you want to draft them or start them week one. And we'll begin with the commander's quarterback, Sam Howell, who has to move up the ranks because he had the best passer rating this preseason. The fellow completed 76% of his 37 passes this preseason. And he also added 25 rushing yards, which is why he has some sneaky cheat code upside for fantasy. And those cheat codes for quarterbacks in fantasy are the rushing yards. Look at this. His final year at UNC, 828 rushing yards. It broke down to 69 rushing yards per game. He had to run a lot more his final year there because he lost a lot of weapons in the receiving department. But when he had decent weapons the season prior, he averaged 68% completion percentage, 30 touchdowns to just seven interceptions. And look at this, 10.3 yards per attempt. That is elite production. He was actually seen as a first round pick after that 2020 season, but then his final year when he had a rush more, he lost weapons and everything just kind of fell apart, which is why he fell to being a fifth round pick. But now he's the starter. And in his one start last year, he put up 19.3 fantasy points, had 35 rushing yards and averaged nearly nine yards per attempt. He's the best late round quarterback because just look at your other options here. There's Sam Howell, the guy that we want. And then it's like Mac Jones, Jimmy G, CJ Stroud, Jordan Love. Howell has the most upside. And speaking of upside, let's get to this next guy. And that is the New Orleans Saints tight end, Jawan Johnson, who has to rise because he's quietly reminding me of Darren Waller before he broke out. Because in the 2019 preseason, Waller was the talk of Raiders camp. And now Juwan Johnson, a converted wide receiver in college, is in a similar realm as the talk of Saints camp. And who is Johnson's quarterback this year? Oh, it's Derek Carr, the same guy who propelled forward Darren Waller's breakout in 2019. And Derek Carr loves throwing to his tight ends. It's not just Darren Waller who has had success at the tight end position with Carr. No, because Jared Cook has also had success. In 35 career games with Derek Carr, Jared Cook posted 10.4 fantasy points per game, which would have ranked sixth amongst all tight ends last year. And some good news for Jawan Johnson is that at times this preseason, he was rested with the Saints starters. This indicates he's the clear tight end one on this team. And look at this. He's just an elite athlete. According to player profile, look at his workout metrics. I mean, again, this is a former receiver now moving to the tight end position with a bigger frame at 240 pounds now. So he has all the dynamic abilities as a receiver, the speed, the burst, the agility, everything is well above average. And now last year, he actually put up production. He was the 18th overall tight end in fantasy. And look at this, he was sixth in efficiency, expected points added. But despite this, he now goes as like the tight end 17 in drafts. Even though he got a quarterback upgrade and he looks like the clear tight end one in his offense, these are some of the guys who go around him. I definitely want him over Greg Dolchich. I'll take him over Sam Laporta, definitely Taysom Hill. So target Jawan Johnson late in this next rookie. And that'll be the second round rookie for the Denver Broncos in Marvin Mims. Look, he is moving up with Jerry Judy's injury. Because as you can see here, Judy suffered a moderate hamstring injury about two to three weeks before the season. Now, moderate could really mean anything. It's kind of vague. It can mean anywhere from two weeks to eight weeks that he is going to be out. So odds are he's not going to be playing week one, maybe not even week two or three. Now, either way, he's going to be banged up. And so far this offseason, Marvin Mims continues to win and move up the pecking order. There's Jerry Judy's injury. Tim Patrick is out for the year. And KJ Hamler had to step away from football with a heart issue. So now here's what you need to know about Mims. He was the first pick for Sean Payton as the head coach with the Denver Broncos. Now it was in the second round, but Sean Payton traded up to get Marvin Mims specifically. And Mims did a lot of things well in college. He's coming out early as an early declare. Look at his 40-yard dash time. It was the second fastest amongst any receiver. His burst is top 10% of all time, but that's not all. Because check this out right here. His breakout age was just 18 and a half years old. His first year of college as an 18-year-old, he broke out, which translates and correlates to future success in college, which he had, and future success in the NFL. Now, his biggest skill set was winning downfield. He averaged over 20 yards per catch in college, which is top 3% of all time. And now he'll pair that skill set up with Russell Wilson. So when I'm in the later rounds of the drafts right now, where Marvin 
Marvin Mims goes is usually like the last round of your fantasy draft, the 217th overall player. I want him over these guys who go around him. He just has more upside than a KJ Osborne, than a Tank Dell, than an Alec Pierce, than a Justin Ross, like you can see on the screen here. And I'm also fine taking stabs on this next rookie receiver because the Panthers wide receiver, Jonathan Mingo, continues to rise up my ranks. He was rising up my ranks earlier this preseason, and now it's going to continue to happen because of what we've seen recently. He's been Bryce Young's second favorite target this preseason. He's seen six targets on his limited sample out there. And now he finds himself in an immediate starting position because some of the receivers on his team are banged up. Terrace Marshall has no timeline to return from injury and DJ Shark is questionable week one with a hamstring injury. Now here's what you should know about Mingo. He was actually taken in the second round. Their first round pick was the first overall pick in Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama. But in the second round, early on, they took Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss. He was viewed by a lot of teams as like a third or a fourth round pick, but they took him in the second round and they viewed him as a first round talent. So this draft capital is going to incentivize heavy usage year one for Mingo and he already looks like he's going to start. And now what Mingo is known for most is just his pure athleticism at 226 pounds look at this his speed score 96 percentile his birth score 91st percentile he has some of the best speed and burst despite being 226 pounds that's kind of a cheat code you think about like your aj brown and your dk metcalf build type receiver and mingle's athleticism that size that speed that burst all put together was the second best out of any receiver any rookie receiver at the combine this year and that's out of 72 guys now the issue for mingle before last season was production in college but then last year he showed he was able to earn targets you could see his target share nearly 24 percent earned 92 targets this is an elite production just 861 yards but it's at least a nice trend to see that he was getting somewhere now Mingle's not the only carolina panther skyrocketing up the ranks because the veteran adam thielen is also moving up my ranks and we have to address something because i haven't been a fan of adam thielen this offseason and there's a lot of reasons for this he just turned 33 years old last year he was just 88th in wide receiver efficiency that old of a receiver with declining efficiency is not a recipe for success in fantasy but there are some things working in the favor of adam thielen for starters he did sign a pretty big contract three years 25 million dollars and look at this right here 14 million dollars of that is guaranteed so he is going to be on the field this season but we've already known about the money that's not the reason i'm more interested i'm more interested because of the injuries we talked about earlier to terrace marshall and dj sharp and because of what we've seen this preseason bryce young has thrown 34 passes this preseason 12 of them or 35 percent have gone to adam thielen and thielen has earned a strong 2.42 yards per route run this preseason for reference that would easily rank top 15 out of all the receivers last year so it's important once we have some new information from injuries and preseason performance and usage that we adjust some of our rankings and our initial thoughts. Now, a player skyrocketing down my rankings is the second round rookie out of Kansas City in Rashi Rice because he played zero snaps with the starting unit in the third preseason game. And that's a concern because four other receivers saw first team snaps. You can see here, Sky Moore, Justin Watson, Richie James, and Justin Ross. And also Kadarius Toney was out with injury for this game. He'll be in this first team usage. MVS rested this game as a clear starter. So it seems like Rashi Rice is like the fifth, sixth, or seventh option on this depth chart. For what it's worth with a second team offense in week three he also dropped a wide open blown coverage would be touchdown and look when you're in rounds 11 or 12 i just rather take some other players like nico collins goes after him slightly before him or in similar rounds you have romeo dobbs rashad bateman i'd rather take these players instead and i'd rather take this next running back but before we get there if you enjoy this make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can see all the content i have coming out this year so you can smack around your friends in fantasy now that next player is a running back it's the second year player rashad white for the tampa bay bucks and he is definitely skyrocketing up my rankings you see in the first two preseason games white rested with the starters as a key piece of the offense and then in week three of the preseason the starters went out there with baker mayfield for about a drive or two and rashad white got all nine snaps the only running back to earn a touch or a snap with the first team offense so this locks in a potential three down workload for white in tampa bay and there's not that many running backs who can see a three down workload and white goes in like round five or six of fantasy drafts right around isaiah pacheco deandre swift alvin kamara i just like white more here because he has the makings of a cheat code running back he has the red zone size at 215 pounds and he's 
he's an elite pass catching running back. Just a year ago as a rookie, he was top 10 in running back receptions. But not only is he a pass catcher, he's an athlete. He was third overall in running back athleticism score at the combine last year among 63 rookie running backs. So he can catch passes, he's an athlete, and he's also a mega producer. In his final year at Arizona State, 1,000 rushing yards led his team. 453 receiving yards on 50 targets led his team. So you get the elite athlete who can produce and be a pass catching running back in like round five or six, sign me up for that. We stick with the running back position and we look at a rookie here in Tank Bigsby and he continues to rise up the ranks every single week of the preseason, especially after what he did in the final preseason game. Check this out. Bigsby played nine of the 25 first team reps with Trevor Lawrence. Now it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's 36% for a rookie and he almost split the backfield evenly with Travis Etienne. He had six carries to Etienne's eight. And Bigsby outproduced Etienne, averaging 6.2 yards per touch to Etienne, who was averaging less than five yards per touch. Now in this game with the first team offense, Etienne did see all the third down snaps, but that could change pretty quickly because they didn't like using him on passing downs last year and he was inefficient in the red zone last year. And the most alarming stat for Etienne, he ranked 99th in running back pass protection. If he has a bad blitz pickup or just gets Trevor Lawrence hit pretty bad, you can see him coming out of the game and Bigsby getting the opportunity in those situations. Now another rookie running back is rising up the rankings and it's Tajay Spears in Tennessee. And he's arguably been the best running back in the preseason. Look at Warren Sharp's stats here. He says yards after contact amongst 54 running backs who qualify. Yeah, Tajay Spears was number one and he was number nine right here in yards per carry. Number eight in efficiency. That's his EPA per rush. He was great. Now in the third preseason game, you could see he played 16 out of the possible 26 snaps. And now that's like 62%. It doesn't sound great, but he actually just played like the first two drives and then basically came out of the game. He continues to see like 85 to 90% of the usage with Derrick Henry resting in these games. And in this game, he saw 12 running back opportunities. He saw 12 opportunities on 26 plays. So 46% of the time he was involved in the play on that offense. And this is what we saw often in college. I mean, he was a nice athlete, had elite bursts, as you can see right here. But look at this. His yards per attempt in college was 6.9. He was averaging like seven yards per touch in college. And he's also a well above average pass catcher. He had nearly 1,800 yards last year. So he's a mega producer. He's the clear running back too behind Derrick Henry. And Henry's an older running back who's averaged 335 touches the last four years. There's a chance he misses time with injury. So you want Tajay Spears and you want this next asset as well. And that asset is the fantasy blueprint. Because if you want to win your fantasy league, smack around your friends and take home a championship, this is for you. It'll have all the tools and analysis you need to do just that, like this. Our top 255 player rankings across all positions. Look at this. We just talked about Tajay Spears. He's my 128th overall player. I'm 43 spots ahead of the market, indicating that he's a clear and obvious value that you want to draft and start. Now, getting the blueprint is simple. You just scan the QR code on the screen or click the link in the description below and follow the two simple steps. Now, these are those two simple steps that are pop up, but look at this right here. It's just $5 for the entire year. Maybe you've already drafted. It doesn't matter. You could use this the entire year. Tools will be sent your way weeks one through 17. Projections, rankings, waiver tools, all of that. And if you don't make your fantasy playoffs, I'll just refund the $5, making this completely risk-free. So to join the thousands of people already using the blueprint this year, well, just get access by scanning the QR code on the screen or clicking the link in the description below. Back to business with our next man up. He's skyrocketing up the ranks. It's McCole Hardman because, well, one of the receivers in his receiving core is no longer there. And that receiver is Corey Davis, who announced that he's retiring from football, which now leaves four wide receivers for the Jets to fill three of their starting spots. Now, two of those spots are clearly locked up right now with Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard. They're going to be starters, but then it comes down to Randall Cobb and McCole Harmon. And I know what you're saying. Oh my God, Randall Cobb's not going to start. Well, check this out. Cobb actually started the last preseason game with the first team. It was the only game that Aaron Rodgers and the first team offense played, and Cobb was starting over McCole Harmon, and this has been the case in camp as well. But I'm actually not sure how long this holds up. We know Cobb is like best friends with Aaron Rodgers in real life, but you know, he's 33 years old. And McCole Harmon signed this offseason with over $4 million guaranteed. That's 16 times more than what Randall Cobb got in guaranteed money of just 250 grand. It's also worth 
mentioning that last year over his final four games, Hartman was quietly a top 24 fantasy receiver. So consider Hartman and then these next wide receivers are actually skyrocketing down my rankings. And the first one is the rookie Jackson Smith Majigba. And yeah, it's because he has an injury. And a lot of people seem to be downplaying this injury. He had wrist surgery just two weeks before the season started. Now he'll probably miss a couple weeks. And look at this, some spots on Twitter and some doctors like Dr. Chow are saying that he might be out until week six. And now that might be extreme. Maybe he returns week three or week four, but they're not incentivized to bring him back because they just invested a first round pick in him. And you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett healthy out there. And then there's Terry McLaurin who's skyrocketing down my rankings, potentially even further than where he started because he started so high as a top 20 receiver because he's also injured. I mean, look at this right here. He's dealing with turf toe and Jeff Mueller says that this could be something that on average is like three to four weeks, but it really depends on how significant it is. And if it's significant, it could be upwards of six to eight weeks. Now he suffered the injury two to three weeks before the year started. So he's pretty questionable, if not doubtful for week one. But despite this, his average draft position hasn't changed much. He's still taken in the fifth round as like a top 20 receiver. I don't want him there. He's like a seventh round pick. And because of that, Jahan Dotson, his teammate is skyrocketing up the ranks. And you could consider taking Dotson over McLaurin right now. Dotson actually outproduced McLaurin last season in the games they started and completed together. And this preseason, he's looked elite. He put up 2.5 yards per route run that would have ranked top 10 last year. And now heading into this year, he has Sam Howell, who we talked about earlier, has looked great and is taking a step forward perhaps this preseason. And now he has a new offensive coordinator as well from the Chiefs, Eric Bieniemy, who led a successful offense there. Now, last year as a rookie, Dotson was great despite dealing with an injury. And this usually ruins rookie seasons. In October, October 2nd, so like right away, the first month of the season, he had a thigh and hamstring strain. It limited him for like half the season, if not the rest of the season. He was only healthy for nine total games. But in these nine total games, he averaged 14 points per game, which was top 20 amongst wide receivers last season. And if Terry McLaurin is forced to miss time or just starts the first month or two of the season banged up, there's really nobody else to compete with targets. You have Curtis Samuel, who's never earned over 20% of the targets. Diami Brown has never got his foot in the offense. And then there's nothing threatening in the tight end room. I mean, Logan Thomas was nice a couple years ago, but he's coming off of injury. John Bates and Cole Turner are no threats at all. So Dotson is one of the best picks in fantasy with this McLaurin injury. Now, the next guy who's moving up the rankings is Pat Frymuth because of what we've seen recently. Frymuth played 100% of the Steelers' first team snaps over the final two preseason games. And this is important because that's 30% more usage, 30% more snaps than he saw last season. And now last season, he ranked just 15th in route participation, which means when they were running a passing play, how often was he out there running a route? Just 73% of the time. So that was average. But now if he's going to play more snaps, it'll lead to more routes and more routes lead to targets, points, all that good stuff. And check this out. Despite just having average route participation last year and only scoring two touchdowns, he was still a top 12 tight end. If this goes up to like just five or six touchdowns, he's easily going to finish top eight. Now let's stick in Indianapolis with a wide receiver that they have. And it's their third round rookie, the wide receiver Josh Downs out of UNC because he's slowly been earning more reps with the first team offense. In their final preseason game, he played 33 snaps out of a possible 36. So 89% of the starter snaps. Now in this game, his main competition for that starting slot role, Isaiah McKenzie missed with injury, but Downs was working ahead of McKenzie in week two of the preseason. Now Downs was one of the best route runners in college during his time at UNC. He was top five in efficiency out of the slot. And look at this. He had back-to-back -back years of a thousand yards, but in his second to last year, when he had a nice offense operating there with Sam Howell, over a hundred receptions and over 1300 yards. And the big one, 39% of the targets he dominated and earned from Sam Howell. And that's his most important trait is that he can earn targets. He knows how to get open. He earned 35% of his team's targets in college, top 3% of all time. Now we go to another rookie receiver and this guy's actually skyrocketing down my rankings. The Chargers first round receiver, Quinton Johnston. Because throughout the entire preseason, Josh Palmer was rested with the Chargers starters, indicating that he is well ahead of Johnston on the depth chart as a starter when Johnston is now a backup. And so far this preseason, Johnston ranks 111th in wide receiver efficiency. That's behind guys like David Sills and Michael Bandy, who 
are likely going to be cut from their teams. Now, yes, he goes later in fantasy drafts as an 127th pick, but that's like round 10 of your fantasy drafts. I'd just rather have Elijah Moore, Juju, Sky Moore, all these guys, Rashad Bateman around him. We got to talk about Jalen Warren, who every week during the preseason kept rising up and up and up the fantasy rankings. This entire offseason, he's been rising up because to start, the Steelers didn't draft or sign any significant running back competition. And then in the preseason, he saw great usage. He saw every single third down snap with the starters over Najee Harris and played 43% of the first team snaps, including having a 62-yard rushing touchdown. This is shaping up to be an Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard situation from years past. But the good news, you don't have to pay a fifth or a sixth round pick like you did with Tony Pollard in those years. You can get Jalen Warren right now as the 143rd overall player off the board in like rounds 12 of your drafts. So these are the players that are currently skyrocketing up my rankings before week one of the NFL season. Now, if you want to see the 10 best picks in fantasy football for 2023, well, make sure you check out this video right here. And if you made it to the end, hit the subscribe button. It helps me out, but it also allows you to see my future videos, which are going to help you schmack around your buddies in fantasy.